Yeah, so speaking of transitions, uh, let's transition to this next next part right here. See see how I did that? So, Nailed it. So smoothly. <laughs> Define the word with the word. I love circular definitions. A tautology, if you will. That's Ooh. actually a philosophical term so for something that refers to itself. Okay. Yeah, just, right. you know, I'm doing that to try I, to make it sound I like totally I'm... I totally have never heard that before. <laughs> I was trying to make myself sound smarter for the terrible transition. You did a pretty good job, and then I, I came right behind you also sounding smarter. <laughs> yeah, we sounded more British, <laughs> at least. Words. Um, well, so Father, Look we... Look Father, he's just staring at us. I know. Dudes, welcome to another fun episode where uh, we are continuing with the bonus episode. This is Friday with Father Fergal, and uh, yes. we're we're keeping it going. We're going to hear some more about his story, his life. Uh, but my name is Paul Colker, and I am joined, as always, by my bro hosts with the mo hosts. Uh, that would be Nick Besner, yo yo yo, and Jeff. <laughs> Jeff Scheffelbein. Howdy. I can't believe Mo Ost has stuck out of all the things that we've said that are really clever. That one, that one so, made I don't know. Really I just, clever. I just, I like it. It, it works. Wait, Wait, what do you have? A you newspaper? like to read the paper, Paul? <laughs> what year is it? Well, is that even from? That? Oh, that's from this year. What? I didn't know they still. <laughs> I thought you just grabbed a newspaper from like 2011. Like, Why is it not yellow? I yeah. am, I am holding a copy, at least uh, one part of the copy that came this week. So, oh, I know this guy. That's so classified, classified information. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're not supposed to read that, that in the radio. Yeah. You need to turn that back over. Uh, of the Texas Catholic, which is part of the Diocese of Dallas, it's yes. their Catholic newspaper but have oh. you seen this oh yeah my brother all right did you see this already well i've i've seen that he's in it but i didn't know what the uh what the article was about yeah other so this than is him. a i somehow he got a full page spread I in know. Big paper. like what other new i hope they do this for all the priests i know or else <laughs> <laughs> father kevin is crushing it <laughs> but uh could i just read a couple things yeah. out of here that really caught mm. me off guard and i'm gonna tell you this is my honest truth there, this is beautiful and i had a moment that i'm going to share with you that was pretty wild okay so he's talking about answering the call, and it says Father Col Colker first heard this call. He's in eighth grade at St. Luke's, and he says, I think this is you. At this time, his oldest brother was a seminarian for the diocese. That's correct, right? Yeah. Eighth grade. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm speed reading this yesterday. I get to this part. I'm obviously reading about Paul. I keep going all the way, <laughs> and then I just get to this part, and I, I kind of have to find it, and I'm saying, uh <laughs> He'll make us his own unique, special possession. But Paul's out there with the opposite experience. He was murdering Christians. And I was like, <laughs> is he talking about Paul Colker? <laughs> my, my namesake. <laughs> prior, got, prior to his conversion. Just and I was clear. just like, his brother, Paul's out there murdering Christians. I was like, <laughs> man, they put it all in the paper, didn't they? This is like... Breaking story. Yeah, I'm going away for a while, by the way. Yeah, this is uh, your brother. It, yeah, yeah, it was before you had the seal of the confessional. Your brother uh, <laughs> let it all out. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. This is really cool. That's yours, copies. Oh, thanks. So I can't he use was English. Just ordained for the diocese. He was, yeah, oh, in wow. April. Congratulations. Yep. Yeah, thank you. Did you know that? I didn't know it was his brother. Yeah, well, now you it know. is. And they look pretty similar. So people see him and think, Father's on the Beatitudes. <laughs> That's why yep. we got to go with the hair. That's it. Yeah. The hair stands out. Very Liter cool. Literally. I do love seeing that and uh, love celebrating our families. And speaking of celebrating, let's do a quick bonus edition of Blessed Are the Joke Makers. 
for they shall inherit the 48 points. All right, oh, so Father, this one's a little different than the last one you did. Yeah, that's right. We're each going to get a character card this time. And so what we have to do is try to get you to guess who we are. Now, we all have the same prompt. Mm -hmm. So we're all answering the same question, but we're going to be doing it a little differently based on who we are. Uh, and so we have to try to kind of lead you down the rabbit trail to who we are. They're not specific characters. They're general. Yeah, they're like they're an Irish of, priest. Well, and the oh, last one was the like the diehard conservative, right? It's like a category mm, gotcha. of, of a character. So... Yeah, not specific names, but our prompt, our prompt is, on the eighth day, God created blank. On the eighth day, God created the Harley, so me and my boys could get up to Sturgis, ride with the wind blowing in our hair. <laughs> Get our ladies on the back of our hogs and just cruise America, baby. <laughs> okay, so you got to guess. Now. Yeah, yeah, go for it. So, so he's a Harley Davidson driver. He's a motorbike. The roughest biker. There yes, you go. Nice. Great job. Nice. You did it well. Thank you. First of all, you're very lucky that I'm even here with you guys because I usually don't work this hard. I've already been at work for an hour and a half. So um, just Jeff. <laughs> it goes further. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and as a matter of fact, um, I need to leave right now because my emotional support animal needs me to come and support them and it's so, <laughs> a weird one to throw in there <laughs> um and to be clear i need to have a manager title but at the same time i'm going to work 10 hours a week and when i say work it's i'm going to be doing social media <laughs> smorgasbord of ideas it is i just am now like getting targeted against this group of people <laughs> it's like a millennial correct very entitled Definitely. millennial. Yeah. I know father didn't uh, get it. But oh, that was it. Yeah. I just yeah. like no, the concept. You did, it. you did it well, Jeff. But let's just I say mean. this. Like, I'm really excited about the wave of emotional support animals that it's for the human to support. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to right. go support I love how my you flipped that, you flipped that one on its head. <laughs> um, Trixie needs some love. Uh, the dog has the seat on the plane. I'm here for emotional support. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> hey, that's pretty weird, but that's like some Babylon B stuff. I think that's going to happen. Yeah, it might. It might. Okay. okay. Yeah. All right, here we go. On the eighth day, God created Monday night football. Woo! And if you think about it, that is the eighth day, Monday night, because it's the day after the seventh day. He created football, and he created Texag so that I can follow all the, the sports <laughs> talk about college football, specifically from A&M, because that's God's country. Are you a Nagy? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. In real life. <laughs> well, yes. I was drawing on what I know, but uh, I was going with fanatical sports, sports fan. Yeah. Yes. All right. Yeah, where are we going with there. this one, Father Fergal? Yeah, you still get to pick who the winner is. Yeah. 48 points. No, no. I, I think uh, I'm going to give it to Jeff this time. Oh. He looked right at me. I know. Oh, my I mean, goodness. That was I such mean, a bait you and got switch. It. Oh. You got it. I should have got it. I just won points. You're in second. 43. Was it 43? 48. 48. Wow. Guys. Wow. It's been a long time. <laughs> this feels odd. The drought is over. Yeah. There's no stopping you now, Jeff. If hey. Jeff didn't get points, he was going to reset the season again. <laughs> season after, three. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the good news is I'm allowed to start drinking again. I actually haven't had a drink since uh, <laughs> points went dry. <laughs> We that's not the start you. of season two. <laughs> yep, that's a callback to the previous episode. Go check that out. 
Okay, you want to transition? Give you yeah. a shot at it? Well, yeah. So speaking of transitions, uh, let's transition to this next next part right here. See see how I did that? So, Nailed it. So smoothly. <laughs> you define the word with the word. <laughs> I love circular definitions. A tautology, if you will. That's Ooh. actually a philosophical term so for something that refers to itself. Okay. Yeah, just, right. you know, I'm doing that to try I, to make it sound I like totally I'm... totally have never heard that before. <laughs> I was trying to make myself sound smarter for the terrible transition. You did a pretty good job, and then I, I came right behind you also sounding smarter. <laughs> yeah, we sounded more British, <laughs> at least. Words. Um, well, so Father, Look we... Look Father, he's just staring at us. I know, yeah. It's not judgment, though. You could tell he's just like, mm. no, I'm going to go to a prayerful place for a little bit. <laughs> just going to tune this out. <laughs> He went to the seventh heaven is what just happened there. But um, no, but tell us, we, we would like to know, because we, we scratched the surface on the last episode, but mm-hmm. tell us a little more about your vocation story. We, we heard that there were some, some really um, powerful moments of people even basically saying you're going to be a priest and all of that. But, but take us deeper. What was, what was all that like for you? So, uh, well, you remember I, I mentioned, like I asked the Lord for, for, for some signs, right? And, and actually one of the signs and maybe one of the ones that was simplest and clearest was... One day I was in confession, and at the end of the confession, uh, the priest said to me, actually, interestingly enough, it was in Dublin, but it was an American priest, and he, uh, he just said, you know, from what you just said, I think you might have a vocation. Mm. Um, and, I mean, he, he, was a, he was a holy priest. He was a very knowledgeable priest, so that was, that was uh, um, I gave a lot of weight to that. And then he, he actually asked me, you know, to, if, if I'd like to come and chat to him about it, which I was planning to do. But then, then of course, as, as I, I shared, I, I ended up going to the U.S. But the point about that is when, when they do surveys on priests and how their vocation came about, a very high percentage were invited to think about the priesthood by somebody, especially by another priest. Mm. And one of the things that you learn about priests is not all of them are comfortable doing that. Um, and, and I guess... I guess um, uh, I, I, I think you're doing a great honor to a young man when you say that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a big compliment. It's a big compliment. And yeah. you don't just need to be a priest. So, like, I, I would say, you know, anyone who loves the church, you know, loves the Eucharist, um, knows what a great need we have for, for priests. And God uses the people in the pews to call. Very often when God wants to do extraordinary things, he does it through very ordinary means and like, like an, in, an invitation. Um, so I, I, w- I would say to people, um, you know, to help, you know, respond to this need of the church. First thing is, is to pray for vocations. Mm. I, think, I think we should all be praying for vocations every day. There's some beautiful prayers out there for vocations. But then just to look around your community, your parish, and, um, I mean, you know the kind of priest the church needs. You know the kind of priest you like to hear. They're hearing your confession, are preaching, um, are leading a retreat. Is there a young man in your circle that, that has the qualities that, that they could answer that? And then consider inviting them, right? It's not putting pressure on them. You're just opening a door. And that's what happened for me. It's not, it's not like, actually, the lady who said it to me, she said, did you ever think of it? She didn't say, you have a vocation, <laughs> which is what the guy in the, in the hospital said. But that was <laughs> right. kind of different. But like you, you're opening a door and you're saying, maybe that's something you, you should consider. So that, that's something I think, um, that's a kind of a mission, I think, uh, not just priests, but lay people should have as well. Um, because I really think, you know, the Lord promises in the Bible, he says, I will give you shepherds after my own heart. And the God keeps his promises. Mm. So I, I think sometimes it's, it's not that 
God isn't calling, it's that people maybe aren't responding. Are there not being people aren't putting themselves as in- instruments to call call others? Um, because uh, God wants to take care of His flock, and and there's great great young men out there who who could respond. And the encouragement, like we talked about, encouragement as a gift is so so important, because in in a culture like ours, very often you you might think, well, I'd be wasting my life to do that, right? Or or nobody would appreciate it. But actually, it's maybe the best thing you could do with your life. And and the gratitude, the gratitude I experience as priest is absolutely extraordinary. Mm. Um, Sometimes people, you know, they they ask you, is it lonely being a priest? I've never had that experience. My life is kind of too full of of so many people supporting Mm. and praying and and, um, accompanying me. So I think that that's a way we could we could all all make it make a big difference. When you did um, your time <coughs> in charge of vocations, right? There was like mm-hmm. you were assigned to vocations at sure. some period of your priesthood. Yeah, in Ireland, yeah. How is that like what what are you actually doing differently than being a priest every day and still trying to ask that question to people, do you think you might be being called to the priesthood? Well, what you're trying to do is you're you're trying to um help young people see life as a mission. And that God does have a plan for them, and that if they want to find the plan, they can, they can find it. But they need to start talking to him. And and to me, actually, the most uh, the most beautiful thing is to offer yourself to the Lord. Lord, here I am. What 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 do you want me to do? What do, what are you calling me to do? So so part of the work as a vocation director is is to teach that, and the other is to show the need for vocations, um, which which is really really great at this this moment in our history, you know. The Second Vatican Council put in the forefront the role of the layperson to to evangelize to to be we're called to be light light of the world right, but uh, lay people need to be trained and accompanied in that and it takes priests so so the new evangelization needs priests training people for the new evangelization and if more people are to get engaged with the church and the mission of the church we'll actually need more priests and not less priests yep. so mm. um, yeah and so as a vocation director you're trying to can, you're trying to create moments where people can encounter Christ in prayer, because right? it all it all begins as a relationship with the Lord. So when you meet a young person, that's one of the first questions you ask them: how much you, how much you're praying, and um, and you encourage them, help them to to deepen in the prayer, because the prayer allows you to hear the voice of the Lord, and then the prayer allows you to fall more deeply in love with Him, and the prayer gives you the grace to respond yes in in the face of our fears, and then of course particularly powerful is prayer with scripture. You know, you know, John Ricardo, um, he has a great book rescued. One of the things, one of the really powerful ideas in that book is that the word of God is like, um, you know, in in American football, they have that thing. You you watch the other teams moves, right? Because you're, you're, you want to beat them. So you're looking for their weaknesses and strengths. And then, then you, uh, then you go and you, you practice your strategy to beat them. I think they call it game film or something. Yeah, yeah right? watch, watch film. So, yeah. So that is what the scripture is for our lives, because the way things and the way God acts in the scripture and the way He acts in people's lives is the way He's going to act in the real world. So, <laughs> getting to know how you know how Jesus encountered Peter, how He called Matthew, how He how He how He He loved Mary Magdalene. That that is what's going to happen in my life too. So praying with the scripture allows me to get in tune with, with the way the Lord moves and, and to respond in the same way in my life. So that's that's kind of crucial for, for vocation vocations to flourish. When I love what you said. It's not like you get to pick who's going to be a priest. It's a calling, but you get mm. to help create fertile ground and moments right. of encounter and <clears throat> times sure. to try to bring them 
mm-hmm. closer to where they're supposed to be anyways. Get yeah. into real prayer, get into the scripture. And I, I even on one occasion told a young man he didn't have a vocation. And it, it was on a retreat and um, he had talked to a lot of vocation directors and I got the impression nobody had the courage to tell him. Mm-hmm. I, I, I saw very, very clearly, very quickly. And he, I told him very gently, <laughs> I said to him, I really think God has a better plan for you. He doesn't want you. Um, and he went away a little mad with me, but he circled around later that day and he was so grateful. Sure. Because the last thing we want is somebody going to seminary who's not called to it, right? Yeah. Um, so so it's, it's very important for a vocation director to be really detached. You know, we'd all love loads of young men to come and join our group, but really what we need to find is what the Lord wants. Was, because that's the best thing. Was your dad involved <coughs> involved at all in your discernment? You know, he actually never he never suggested it to me. Um, but he led he, a great example. Yeah, he he he, he led a great example, and and um, and my mother. The funny thing is, when I was in the U.S., I wrote a long letter to my mom saying, you know, I've been an enge- I've studied engineering for four years. I've been an engineer for three years. I don't really feel like an engineer. I think I'm called to be a priest. And the letter came back within like five days. I knew it. <laughs> why, <laughs> why, did, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me? But they were very respectful, and, and I, I'm grateful for that. So sure. I'm grateful I, for your parents. Mm-hmm. Of course. They're totally. our new biggest fans in Ireland, too. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and who knows where you'd be if that priest didn't give you a vocation as a penance. I mean, that. <laughs> <laughs> well, for your penance, go and become a priest. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is just the rest of your life. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, because you have to do it. So, Father, I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have audience members from all backgrounds, some of whom pray prayers for vocation every day, mm. some of whom have never stepped foot in a Catholic church. But knowing that we do need to answer that call to pray for vocations, perhaps we can wrap up the show with a prayer, whether sure. you have one memorized by heart or you want to just speak from the heart. Oh, yeah, we can. A vocation, yeah. a former vocation director mm. should be not put on the spot at all because right. here we are. We are going to join you praying for vocations. Then we'll wrap out the show by speaking in unison like we have everything planned. Amen to that. So, Lord, we, we, we know that you, you've given each and every one of us a beautiful plan for our lives. And we thank you for... Um, the generosity you've given the, the, these men here to, to respond to your call. But we pray for the, all those you're calling now to um, collaborate with you in, in building the kingdom, especially those called to the priesthood and the consecrated life, to religious life, that they might anor- answer generously, help them to see uh, the beauty of your friendship and that it's worth laying down their lives and, and leaving everything, if you call them, uh, to build the kingdom and give them a peace where you're leading them and give them courage to overcome their fears and give them perseverance when things are difficult and and reward them with with your joy. We pray this in the holy name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Spirit. All right. Well, (coughs) podcasts can reach anywhere, so we're expecting uh, vocation stories in the near future. Um, Maybe we won't actually get to hear them, but I know they're happening because prayers work. Mm -hmm. Amen. All right, Father, we will see you around the beautiful Irving, Texas, and beyond, um, please take a moment to consider what does this mean as a lay person, especially that you can support and pray for other priests or for, for vocations to priesthood. Uh, one shout out to a priest real quick that I just had on my heart that uh, said he loves to listen to the show on his bike rides, a Dallas priest named Father Jason Cargo. I hope that you kept your eyes open during that prayer. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yep. yep. And, uh, All the rest of you, keep your eyes open, and we will see See you in the Eucharist. Eucharist.
God, God bless. bless. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to join us at our undersized table, subscribe to the video version of the show on YouTube by typing at, that's the symbol at, so shift and two on your keyboard, at the underscore Beatitudes on YouTube. We'll see you there. This podcast is part of the Spoke Street Network. For more great podcasts, visit Spokestreet.com.